Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I have been teaching a series, but I will finish this series very soon in the next few teachings, a few sermons. The series called Divine Protection. In fact, I started this series before the COVID hit the world in year 2019. At that time, I did not understand why God told me to teach about divine protection. And I kind of spread them out. I did not teach every Sunday because I'm afraid you're going to get bored to listen to the same kind of sermon again and again. But this will come to the last part now. We're going to come to Psalm 91 verse 16, which is the last Scripture of Psalm 91. The reason I teach everything in series or teach in detail because of, of my medical background that everything I do must be detailed. Otherwise, my patient can die. If I am sloppy or do things without paying attention to the detail, my patient can be polarized. I can make wrong diagnosis and I can treat in the wrong way and they get into trouble. That's why I have this kind of personality, very detailed. And I keep teaching the same thing in detail to build your faith. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. You may feel that I repeat something, but don't complain. You know why? Because how many people eat rice on a regular basis? How many people eat steak off and on? Steak. I eat jayo off and on. Why you don't complain about eating rice every day? But when you listen to the word of God, oh, Pastor Lao say the same thing again. No, it's good for you. It's a spiritual food for you. Amen? Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that your word is the truth. Your word is life to us, Lord. And your word is health healing, and also good medicine to our body and our flesh. Lord, you send your word to heal us and to deliver us. Help us to understand, to have the revelation from you, Lord, so that we can learn more from you. And we believe, Lord, as we are the doers of the word of God, we will be blessed. And your grace shall abound in our life, Lord. We commit this time to you, Lord, and teach us, Lord, how to receive divine, supernatural, powerful protection from you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, I like this one. I will both lie down. This is in New King James Version. I will both lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. You alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. The police officer cannot help you. Pastor Lau cannot help you. Only God alone can make you dwell in safety. In today's English version, when I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. You alone, O Lord, keep me perfectly saved. Everyone say, perfectly saved. 
You like the word perfect. I like the word perfect. By the grace of God, God has kept us and protected us all these years. That's why we still sit here and we still breathe and talk and live our life because He has protected us all these years. And we need to learn how to receive His protection all the days of our life so that we can make it through all the things in this world until we finish our race. And when it's over, when it's a time for us to go to heaven, then we can say, ah, I finished my race. I have done everything that God told me to do. So I'm going to be with the Lord for eternity right now. But the problem is this in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this. That in the last days, I believe we are living in the last days, will come, set in perilous times or dangerous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. When I read this scripture in year 2019, many people may not see the picture, but now you all understand about COVID-19, the pandemic that hit the whole world, but not only pandemic, COVID-19. We are living in a very dangerous world. We have evil people out there who want to cheat us, bacteria in the air that can kill us, virus, accidents, a lot of bad things around us. We hear in the news every day about somebody get killed, accident happened, or somebody died of this and that, somebody got robbed, and we cannot pray that the condition in the world going to get better. Because the Bible says that the condition in the world is going to get worse and worse. Therefore, we need God's protection. The question is, can we be kept until the last day? Can God powerfully protect us until we get to the old age and go to heaven? How God can protect us? from all kinds of dangerous things in this lost and dying world. How can he protect us from being harmed, destroyed, and killed? Thank God, the one who is in us is greater than the one in the world who tried to harm us and kill us and destroy us. Thank God, our God is greater and bigger and stronger and more powerful than the things that can kill us in this planet Earth. Are you glad? Our God is the big God, he is greater than anything else. Can God keep us perfectly saved? Yes. I have so many experiences how God protects me in the past. One time, I slipped on the ice and my body fly in the air and landed on the ground. But no pain, no hurt, no broken bone. I feel the hand of the angel hold me up and put me down softly on the ground. That is the angelic protection. I have my own personal experience of the angel. Take care of me. My brothers and sisters, when we want to get God's protection, we need to understand God's principle. God's principle is this. God can do supernatural things. God will do his part when we do our human part. We need to know our part, what we need to do in life. Does God want everyone to be saved, to go to heaven? Yes, but not everyone is saved. Not everyone has the name recorded in the book of life in heaven. Why? Because 
they have to do their part of believing and confessing. Is God's will for everyone to be healed? Yes. But the sick person needs to do his part to get healed from God. When we read the book of Psalm chapter 91, we can see that God mentioned about both parts, man parts and God's part. Look at Psalm 91 verses 1 to 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say, everyone say, say, of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him, I will trust. Psalm 91 verse 1, talk about protective canopy or tent or power all over us here. He talked about putting the power around us so that nothing can harm us. He has the power. But we need to dwell and stay in his protective power. We need to do our part by staying in it. That's why I believe in being a committed member of a good local church. Because in a good local church, you have the spiritual covering and protection that the enemy cannot destroy you easily. One time in the book 1 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 5, Paul say to the Corinthian members that kick that guy out who committed adultery in this church so that he will be destroyed by the devil. So I learned from that scripture that when you are in the church, you are protected. You are in the canopy of God. You stay in. Everyone say, do well. Stay in. But another thing you need to do is to believe and trust that God is your refuge, he is your fortress, and he is your protector. And you confess it with your mouth. You say it. You are not shy to say, God is my protector. You say, God, you are my refuge. God, you are my healer. God, you are my provider. You shall meet all of my needs according to your glory and your riches. I believe you are my provider. Everyone say, God is my protector. Everyone say, God is my healer. God is my provider. God is my promise keeper. We are not ashamed to say that in front of everybody. Amen. Everyone say, believe. Speak. So we need to believe in our heart and speak with our mouth that God can protect us. And when something come and scare us and threaten us, we say, God is my protector right away. And he's going to do something supernaturally to protect us. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 6 verse 45 talking about the connection between the heart and the mouth. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. Forth through what? Through the mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. This is the reason why I don't waste time watching bad news in the internet or in the TV. Because I don't want to fill my heart with bad news. I want to read the Bible. I want to listen to good teaching. Fill my heart every day with the word. Fill my treasure here with good things. So that when something happens, I will say it out right away. Protection. Victory. Breakthroughs, miracles, healing, because it fills my heart 
The word of God fill my heart and I'll speak it out from my mouth. Amen. Amen. Everyone say, fill my heart with the good word of God. Psalm 91 verses 3 to 4. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. So when we do our part by believing and speaking, God is going to do his part by putting the canopy of protection over us. He put the feather or the wings over us like the mother hen put the wing over the little chicks to protect. God can put his power all over us to protect us. That the enemy cannot touch us. But we need to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. Psalm 91 verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day. The first two things we need to do, keep dwelling in the shadow of the Almighty. Don't run away. Let God be your God. Don't do your own things. Don't be rebellious. Don't be stubborn. Just surrender to God, being under his word and obey him. Two, believe in your heart. Three, speak with your mouth. I try to keep reviewing so that you will put into practice. But number four, how can we receive the protection from God? Do not fear. Do not fear. The Bible says, you shall not be afraid. You shall not be afraid. Actually, fear is a form of faith. When I have so much faith in the power of Satan, that he can destroy me. I'm going to be controlled by fear. And he's going to win over me. But faith is about God. When I have faith in God, God can protect me. Amen? So, you choose between fear and faith. When you fear the accident, it means you trust that the devil can destroy you by the accident. You have faith in him. Then you don't have faith in God. I have to choose between the two. I'm going to have faith in God as a healer or I'm going to have faith in the cancer. I'm going to have faith in God who is my provider or going to have faith in the debt. I need to choose between faith and fear. I choose faith. I don't choose fear. Does it matter that we walk in faith and get rid of fear? It's important. You know why? Job chapter 3, verse 25, the Bible says, For the things which I greatly fear comes upon me, and that of which I am afraid befalls me. In other words, fear is a magnet. Fear is a spiritual magnet. Whatever you are afraid of will come upon you. Therefore, don't be afraid of cancer. Don't be afraid of COVID-19. Don't be afraid of any virus. Don't be afraid of any accident. Because when you have fear toward them, you draw them toward you. And some people say, but pastor, you know, it's easy to talk like you. You can say whatever you want, but I really have goosebumps. My knees are knocking each other. My hair goes up on my shoulder blade right now. I have so much fear in me. And the devil speaks to me. Oh, it's too late. Now you're controlled by fear. When the devil says like that, 
to you, you need to say, shut up. I have the feeling of fear, but I resist the spirit of fear. I resist fear in my spirit. Even though my knees are shaking and knocking each other, I resist fear. I refuse to fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Psalm chapter 23, verse 4. Amen. You fear nothing because you have the almighty God in you. He is still sitting on the throne. He's greater than anything. Why do you have to fear anything? God, the Almighty, is living on the inside of you. We all have the spiritual responsibility to choose fear or choose faith. We will not let fear control us. Do you know that there is one phrase in the Bible, fear not? This phrase is in the Bible. And when you count this phrase in the Bible, fear not, there are altogether 365 fear nots in the Bible. Which means that God expects you to not live in fear every day of the year. 365 fear nots. Psalm 91 verses 5 to 6 say, You will not fear, again, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroy at midday. We must not live in fear. We must refuse to fear. We must resist fear. We must starve, S-T-R-A-V-E. I'm not, not sure you understand my accent. You must starve fear. You must not feed the fear by watching bad news all the time. Reading bad news all the time. You should feed your spirit with the word of God to build faith. I notice that those who watch the news about COVID-19, they're so scared of COVID-19 because they feed their spirit with bad news. You don't feed your spirit with bad news. Amen? You must not talk about it too much. You must not meditate on it, listen to it, or think about it. You should think about the word of God. You just think about the power of God. You will not give room to fear. You will not give room to what the devil tries to do. Amen? But you give room to the word of God. Full of faith. Full of faith. The word of God comes in. The Holy Spirit comes in to give you more faith and you get rid of fear. That's how we should live. No fear. Everyone say, no fear. Psalm 91 verse 7, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. The evil thing cannot come near you. You know, when you stand in the condition that a thousand people fall on your side, one thousand people die on this side, on my right hand, ten thousand people die on my right hand, what it means? I am in a very bad situation. Is that right? You're standing there in a bad situation, 1,000, 10,000. But you stand there. I'm not in fear. My God is my protector. I announce, I proclaim. And when the dust settle down, when the situation clear up, you see all the corpse, but you still stand there and look around, I am fine. Because God put the protective power on me and the enemy cannot touch me. Because the Lord is my protector. That's what the Bible tried to say. Amen. 
Psalm 46 verses 1 to 7, I read a lot of scripture to remind you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. When you get into trouble, cry now to God, he is your help. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, even though the bad things happen in the earth, the, the earth was shaking, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its welling. Selah, there is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God. The river means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit come to the church. The city of God is the church. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. God is in the midst of the church. That's why please be committed member of a local church. Don't be loner Christian. Run around yourself out there. You are in danger. The devil try to hurt you and kill you. He is like a roaring lion. You need to be in the city of God, in the church of God. God is in the midst of her, the church. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just as the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. Everyone say, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Everyone say, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is my protector. Not being afraid is a choice. It's a choice. You choose not to be afraid. You choose not to be afraid of anything that can attack you. Amen? You need to build this habit. Build this habit. When something happens, that you start to shake. You start to open your mouth and say, God is my refuge. God is my protector. God is my victory. God still sits on the throne. He is on my side. He's for me. No matter what happened right now, I have victory eventually because God is my victory. You speak it out even though the situation looked terrible. <laughs> even though it looked impossible, you just speak like that. You just speak it out. Say it. And you keep speaking it. You hear it. Every day when I wake up, I speak to myself, I'm healthy. I'm going to live a long life. I'm blessed. I'm prosperous. Pastor Da will live a long life. She's beautiful. I keep saying like that. She is healthy. She's good. We are full of wisdom. We keep speaking the good things. Amen. We keep speaking the good things and we're going to see it happen in our life. The Mouth, the tongue has the power of life and death. Amen. Amen. I and Pastor Dan never curse our children. We only bless our children. We never say our children are going to fail. We say our children are doing well. They're blessed. We speak the word of blessing to our children. Psalm 91, 8 to 9. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge... If you make the Most High your shelter, who make a decision to make God your refuge and your shelter? Who? Your parents? Your husband? Who? Yourself. Make a decision to let God be your God. You need to treat God as your protector and your God. Psalm 91, 10 to 13. No evil shall befall you. Nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. 
For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. The next two sermons are going to talk about all the ways to the old age. To keep you in all your ways until the last day of your life on earth. All your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. God protect us by putting the canopy over us, the feather over us, or the wing over us. And another way that God protect us is to send his angel. I believe that every believer has at least one angel for you if you are born again Christian. I know for sure I have at least two angels. The angel from heaven and Pastor Da is my angel. I have two angels, at least. But I believe I have more than that. A lot of us have more angels around us. And these angels, they're so strong. They're so fast. They're so powerful. If something happened, they can pick you up and move you out. They can move your big truck. They can hold on the 747 airplane and move the airplane for you. They are so powerful and they can protect you and help you. And they are assigned by God to take care of you, to keep you all the ways until the last day of your life. So that is the way that God protects us. Angelic protection. Everyone say angelic protection. Everyone say canopy of power. There's another way that God protects us is by warnings. He protected Jesus Christ when he was a child by warning the parents of Jesus, Joseph and Mary, to leave town. So God can warn you something. I remember I shared this story many times, and many of you may not never heard it. One time I got a phone call from the emergency room at Overlake Hospital. And the emergency room doctor, this is like maybe in the early evening. The emergency room doctor say we have a patient who has become polarized in the emergency room here. And the MRI show clot on the spinal cord. Could you please come in and fix that clot? Take the clot out. The patient totally polarized. I was thinking, oh, maybe this is a good income for me. I just go in and fix, perform surgery. This is a piece of cake. But suddenly the Holy Spirit told me, no, let this money go. What? No? But I listened to God. I said to emergency room doctor, could you please send her to Harborview or to the university hospital? I'm not going to be involved with this case. So the, the doctor cannot say anything. Send to the university hospital. A year or two later, I got a letter from a lawyer that this patient sued everybody at the Overlake Hospital. The emergency room doctor, the hospital, everyone that involved in the care got sued. And I have to even give the position as well. But I did not get involved in a lawsuit. Oh, thank God for his protection. Otherwise, I'm going to be in court. God knows. You know that God foreknew. God foresaw everything in your life before it happened. And one of the ways that God protects you is to warn you. Don't go there. 
Don't invest there. Don't get involved with that guy. Don't travel to that place. One of our elders here gonna travel to a, a beach in Thailand. And then God warned them, don't go there, go to the north of Thailand. They shifted their ticket. And that week that they're going to go, tsunami hit that city, that beach. Otherwise, they would die there. God warned them not to go there. That is another way. Protective canopy, angels, angelic protection, and warnings. Not only that, Luke chapter 10, verse 17. The 70 returned with joy. Saying, Lord, even these demons are subject to us in your names. Another way that God protects us is to give us power and authority to say against what try to hurt us. Everyone say authority. Everyone say, God give me authority in the name of Jesus. Are you convinced that you have authority? We have authority. Luke chapter 10 verses 18 to 19. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority. Who give us the authority? Jesus. I give you, put your name in there. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. You can say, COVID-19 virus, you cannot hurt me. You have authority. Jesus gives us authority. The serpents and scorpions in the Bible here are symbolic of anything in the world that can hurt us, kill us, and destroy us. And we have authority to speak against this thing. Get out of here. Sickness, you get out of here. This cancer, get out right now. This sickness, this cold. This problem, get out of here right now. I command you to live in the name of Jesus. You need to learn how to exercise your authority every day. If anything come against you, you say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my life right now. Amen. How many people are going to practice your authority? You're going to use your authority. So we can trample on scorpion and snake, which means we have authority to tell them to stop. Psalm 91 verses 14 to 16. Wow, we're going to come at the end of Psalm 91 now. Because he has set his love upon me. He means you and me, the Christian. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. This is the end of Psalm 91. How many times God say, I will, in these three scriptures? Six times. The word I will, I learned after I came to America because I'm, English is not my mother tongue language. I learned that the word I will is a very strong, determined word. I may is not strong. I shall is not strong. Is that right? I have, am I right in English? Yeah. But when I say I will, that's why 
when I perform wedding ceremony and I ask the bride and the groom, will you marry her? I hope the groom will not say, I may. <laughs> she may slap on his face. <laughs> the groom had to say, I will. Is that right? Strong determination. God has a strong determination to help us, to get us out from any problem. And this is what happened. I read one more time. Because he has set his love upon me. One of the key to really get God's protection is to love God. You need to love God. You cannot use God as your instrument to feed you, but you don't care about him. You love God. You serve him. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Do you know God's name? What is his name? Jesus. Jesus is the name of God. Jehovah, Rapha, Jehovah, Nisi, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The El Shaddai. And sometimes you face situations that you have no time to pray at all. I remember this happened to me. I just came to America only first year. And I was driving, I'm a bad driver in snow. I'm still a bad driver in snow, even now. Because I grew up in the tropical country. I hate snow. <laughs> and one day, after coming out from the Harborview Hospital, Harborview Hospital was on the hill, on the big hill. I have to drive down the hill into the freeway. And the first time in my life that I drove the car on the icy and snow, snowy road, downhill, okay? I did not know how to drive in the snow. When I drive down, the car start to slide. And the first reaction is step on the brake, which is worse. Okay? And I see but my car is running against the car that parked on the side of the street. And my first reaction is my car insurance is going to go up. That's my first reaction. But the second reaction, because I have no time to pray. Do you know what I did? Jesus! I call on the name of Jesus. I know his name. He is my God. When I say Jesus, at that time I did not understand, but now I understand. My car on the downhill, on the icy road, stopped suddenly and never hit any car. Stopped. Completely stopped. I think he sent his angel to put her hand on the car. So I did not get into the accident just by calling Jesus. You remember that one time I performed surgery and the bleedings cannot be controlled by any means. And I shout in the operating room, Jesus. The bleeding stopped right away. He said, I will deliver you. I will keep you. I will help you. Six times in Psalm 91, 14 to 16. Okay. A lot of people look at verse 16 and talk about living a long life. How many people want to live a long life? Raise your hand up. How many people want to die young? Raise your hand up. How many people want to die soon? No? Are you sure you want to live a long life? Okay. Thank God. Yes, 
God promised that we can live a long life. But this world is full of dangers, full of bad stuff, virus and bacteria, full of sickness and disease and curses. How are we going to live a long life in Psalm 91 verse 16? What we need to do, how to make it true to the end, all the way. Everyone say, all the way. We need to be protected. We need to be kept. We need to be healed, delivered, and blessed. That's why Psalm 91 that I have been teaching, many teaching in this series is so important to you. Learn it, practice it, so that you can live a long life. My brother and sister, think this way. Let me explain to you. We may be kept and went through the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. But when we come to the terror by night, we die. Then we die early. So we need to depend on his protection to go through the snare of the fowler and the perilous pestilence. And then when we come to the terror by night, we went through again and came out safely. And the arrow that fly by day cannot hit us because God put the canopy over us. But if we die because of the pestilence that stalk in darkness, then we die at young age. So what we need to do, we need protection against the pestilence that stalk in darkness and the plague that destroy at midday. But you went through all this, the snare of the fowler, the perilous pestilence, the terry by night, the arrow that fly by day, but you are one of the 1,000 or 10,000 people that die on the side there. You are one of them. You die young. So you have to be protected and you will not be in the one of the 1,000 and 10,000 at your right hand. And then the evil thing cannot come close to your home, but you get bitten by the cobra and die. So what you need to do, you need protection from being killed by the cobra, by the lion, the young lion, and the serpent. Is that right? So what I try to share here is that we need God's protection throughout our life from every kind of problems until the last day of our life. Psalm 91 is so important to practice so that we will not die young. Please don't take this teaching wrong that I condemn anybody because you may have lost your loved ones at young age. Your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad may die young. Don't take me wrong. This is not about condemning anybody. I'm teaching you who's still alive to learn how to protect yourself. You need to be protected by God until you get to Psalm 91 verse 16. Psalm 91 16 is the final outcome of God's protection all the way of your journey to the last day of your life. You are protected by the polaris pestilence, the arrow that fly by day, the terror by night, the snare of the fowler, the battle, the, all the bad things, and you're going to live year after year, decade after decade. And when you get to the old age, to the point that even old people call you old, <laughs> you're so old. My dad right now, 105. 
He's old. When you get to the old age, maybe 119, 120, people call you old. And you say, I'm satisfied. I have done everything God called me to do. I have seen everything. I have seen the grace of God in my life. I run the whole course, the whole race, and I finished the whole course. God has protected me until now I'm really old. Psalm 91 verses 1 to 16 is the inheritance of every believer. It belongs to you and me. Psalm 91 belongs to you and me. And he said he sent his angel to keep you all the ways. All the ways mean from the day you accept Christ until you turn 120 years old. All the way after you finish your race. And then you say, ah, I'm happy. I'm satisfied. I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to be with the Lord now. He keeps us. He protects us. He preserves us. He watches over us. And he retains us to the end of our life. How many people want to live like that? That we're going to live to the old age. And we're going to be satisfied and enjoy his salvation. He saved us again and again and again. I believe New Hope International Church will go through pandemic COVID-19 safely. So far, no one died here. Everyone fine. And we're going to go through this with God's protection on our life. God's going to keep us and protect us all the way. Amen. I know that one day we all will die. And I tell you the truth. I don't want to be here forever. One day I want to go to heaven. But before I go to heaven, I want to make sure I know the purpose of God in my life. And I follow that purpose. I have done my best to do what God tell me to do. There are two kinds of purpose of life. The universal purpose for every believer. Number one, grow in faith, grow in love, become more mature. And two, you raise your kids to really love God and believe in God. Three, you live a life of giving and preaching the gospel and make disciples and become God witness. You become witness unto God. But there's a specific purpose for your life. Some of you may be called to do worship ministry. Some of you may be called to pastor a group of Indonesian people. Uh, some of you may be called to do the sound system in the church. We all have different purpose in life. You need to find your purpose. And you step in to do that purpose for God. So that one day on the last day of your life, before you die, you say, I finish. I done. I have done. I run my race. God, now you can take me from this earth. I will be in heaven for eternity now. Is that right? But all the way to the end, we need God's protection. We're going to finish our race. We will make it all the way until the end. And we will not die too young. We will not die out of accident, out of sickness and disease. We're going to live a long life for God. Let me read a few scriptures to show you that I will continue next time. I'm going to finish soon here. I'll continue next Sunday. 
There are many scriptures that talk about how you can live your life, how God can add days into your life. Proverbs chapter 9, I will explain next time more. Proverbs chapter 9, 10 to 11. You can see that God can add days to your life. You don't have to die young. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Fear of God means hate sin and love righteousness. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. That's why Pastor Lao keep producing teaching so that you can listen and you can have the knowledge of God. God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. You need to have the knowledge of God. I, as a pastor, produce so many thousands of lessons already in the internet. And we have free CD table out there you can get. You don't have to pay money. Wisdom will multiply your days. How you get wisdom? You have the fear of God and you have the knowledge of God. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life. Do you want God to add years to your life? Amen. Deuteronomy 5.33. Say, stay on the path. Deuteronomy 5.33. Stay on the path that the Lord your God has commanded you to follow. You need to stay in the path of God. God tell you to do this, do it. God tell you, turn right, turn right. Don't be rebellious Christian. Be obedient Christian. Then you will live long and prosperous life in the land you are about to enter and occupy. From NIV, walk in all the way that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. This is a key to live a long life here. Obey God. Wisdom of God by the fear of God. Get the knowledge of God. And walk in the way of God. Deuteronomy 11, 8 to 9. Therefore, be careful to obey every command. Why do I produce so many teachings? Because I want you to know the command of God, the way of God. I am giving you today so you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to enter. If you obey, if means it's your choice. You need to do your part. You will enjoy a long life in the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors to give to you. Their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. Let me read from NIV. Observe, therefore, all the commands I am giving you today. This is why I don't cheat tithe. I don't cheat offering. I want to live a long life. I want to make sure that I do the right thing. Actually, a few days ago, I watched Pastor Dan and I kind of try to rest and spend time watching a movie in Netflix. And that movie, the, the main guy was a bank robber. <laughs> he robbed so many banks. And his girl, eventually his girlfriend is a banker. <laughs> he robbed one bank. And she saw this girl who opened the safe for him and he let her go so that he can date her. I don't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> but after I watched that movie, God told me, I hope that my people in New Hope will not be called by me robbers. To think about it. Do you want God to call you robbers? I don't want to. 
I want to live a long life. Deuteronomy 11:8 to 9. Observe therefore all the commands I am giving you today, so that you may have the strength to go in and take over the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, and so that you may live long. Live long in the land that the Lord swore to your forefathers to give to them and their descendants a land flowing with milk and honey. Deuteronomy 32, 46 to 47. I just read to you. This is not my own idea. This is from the Bible. And he said to them, set your hearts on all the words which I testify among you today. Brand sister, please take Serious about learning the word of God, but not learning for hate knowledge. Learning to practice, to do it. Don't try to decorate your brain with hate knowledge in the Bible. But learn to practice. Which you shall command your children to be careful. You teach your children to. To be careful to observe all the words of this law. For it is not a futile thing for you. To get the word and to teach your children the word of God. Because it is your life. And by this word you shall prolong your days. In the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. What is the key to live a long life? Obey the word of God. Depend on the wisdom of God. Get the knowledge of God. Obey Psalm 91 please. That I taught you for the past 40 minutes. Psalm 91. 1 King 3.14 So if you walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then, listen carefully, I will lengthen your days. You want God to add your days? Live a long life? I hope so. Psalm 55 verse 23, I'm almost done. But you, O God, shall bring them down to the pit of destruction. Bloodthirsty and deceitful men shall not live out half of their days, but I will trust in you. So the Bible says that there are people whose life is shortened because they do evil things. We don't want to do evil things. We want to do the right thing. We want to obey the word of God. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 17. Do not be overly wicked. <laughs> do not be overly wicked. Nor be foolish. Why should you die before your time? Wickedness will lead to short life. But living righteously, obeying God, serving God, seeking the kingdom of God first, living by faith and trust in God will prolong your life. That is a conclusion. Amen? Please, number one, stay in the secret place of the Most High. Stay in his canopy. Two, believe in your heart. He is your refuge and your fortress. Three, confess with your mouth that he is your God. Four, call his name when you get into trouble right away. Jesus, call his name. Five, love him. Six, don't fear. Amen. Don't fear anything. Trust God that he sent angel to help you. Trust God that he will put the canopy over you. Trust God that he will warn you of the coming dangers. Trust God. And you shall live a long life. You shall be made 
satisfied by God, and you shall enjoy His salvation, and you finish your race, and you're gonna fulfill everything that God called you to do. How many people want Psalm 91 verse 16 to happen to you? We're gonna learn next time. This I taught this lesson only one third. Still a lot more. We're gonna look at other example of how God. Let people to long life. Amen? Amen? Father, thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us the keys to receive your supernatural, gracious, powerful protection by your angels, by your canopy of power, by your wings, by warnings, by your help, Lord. Lord, I believe you shall help my brothers and sisters by your grace to practice what they learn from Psalm 91. Lord, there will be the people who take serious about your word, the knowledge of God, not for hate knowledge, but for practicing what they learn. Lord, I pray that they will obey you and walk in your way all the days of their life and you shall add more days to them no one in this house shall die young shall die too soon but they live, live a long life and finish their course they will fulfill their race Lord thank you Father for teaching us in Jesus mighty name thank you Lord Amen. Thank you, Lord. If you're not sure yet that God is your God, the Lord Jesus is your Savior, I would like to lead you to pray with me. Pray out loud with me right now. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. Speak out loud. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of God. You are my Lord and my Savior. You pay the price of sin for me. You forgive me. I repent of my sin. Lord Jesus, you were raised from the dead on the third day. Come into my heart right now, Lord. You are my God, my Savior, my refuge. You are my healer, my fortress, my protector, my provider. From today on, I will walk with you, love you, call on your name. Oh Lord Jesus, I will follow you all the days of my life. You give me authority to trample on scorpions and snakes thank you Lord my name is recorded in the book of life in Jesus name I pray Amen thank you Jesus let's stand up and sing this song together thank you Jesus God's glory 
trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.